Welcome to The Whispering Soul. My name is Nancy Volant, and I am the founder and owner of Imagine Yoga in Richfield, Connecticut. And I'm very passionate about the connection between the mind, body, and soul, and how the soul whispers to us, and how we gather information, and how we heal, and how we use our full potential or half of our potential. You know, it's all a journey. It all takes time, step by step. So today I'd like to have a conversation about how the mind, body, and soul are connected. In my uh, opinion, in my perspective or perception. Um, I'd like to start out with a quote from Marion Woodman. Soul to me means embodied essence. When we experience ourselves and others in our full humanity. So being an Aquarius, I love this quote because I am very passionate about humanity uh, and all its trials and tribulations and all its beauty and love. But I think where it begins and where we all know, for those of us that have studied this and are mindful as we can be, it starts with ourselves. How do we embody our own humanity, our emotions, our feelings, our trauma, our inspirations, and bringing those into our body that houses our bones, our organs, our cells, our DNA, to be able to integrate at different times in our life. Every day is different. Every month is different. Every year is different. Every decade is different. It's really quite extraordinary when you think about it. So the question I'd like to ask is, or have a conversation about is, how are the mind and body and soul connected? Well, for me, the brain is our mind. That's not so hard, right? The gut is our body. That's not so hard. The heart is our soul. And that might be the hardest to bring in, to bring online with the brain and the gut. Because we have to go through many different levels or facets of ourselves. That's why we're here, right? To learn that, to embody that to enrich our lives through our experiences, the conditions that we create for ourselves, physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And sometimes it's so inspiring and so much in awe, and other times it's overwhelming. And we have to just come back to a place where is just, there's quietness. So these three control centers are connected via the nervous system. What a beautiful mechanism that we have in order to make connections with every cell of our body, with every thought we think, 
with every moment. And, you know, the parasympathetic nervous system, which is what keeps us flowing, keeps us engaged in a way that is more calm. And then the parasympathetic nervous system, or excuse me, the sympathetic nervous system, which is our fight or flight. And that's a beautiful system too, because it, it, it teaches us like, oh, danger. Okay, then we have to do this. Oh, this is not right. This is not feeling right. So I'm going to make another choice. But because of that mind, how it's conditioned or what the mindset is or what the beliefs are that we've come in with and that we've um, built our um, body around, Sometimes we have to navigate that, right? So between those two nervous systems, sympathetic, fight or flight, parasympathetic, that more relaxing opportunity to take in information, receive, they're always doing that dance together. And that's so beautiful because we need both. We don't want to get stuck in either one. Now, if we're, we're too relaxed, we're, it's hard to be motivated, right? We need both. But what is also needed to keep somewhat of a balance, the body is always striving for homostasis, right? But it's sometimes impossible because we have to go out of balance to be in balance. We have to be connected to understand not being connected. So then we go towards having a practice of mindfulness. And mindfulness is different for everybody. It's not a set course. It's just a set journey for being mindful of yourself, bringing in self-care, self-worth, self-love. So we can begin to build a toolbox around this notion of a practice of mindfulness. And with that comes discipline. Not so rigid that we can't move, right? We still want flexibility, but we still want discipline so we have form and structure so we can understand reality versus this is not reality. So that toolbox, again, breathing, walking in nature, the food we put in our body, the conditions that we create an environment inside and out to support that mindfulness. Our mindset, are we too fearful? Are we, are we too ambitious, right? We have to find a place where we can begin to feel the heart, the beat of our own heart, the beat of our own pulse. It's different for everybody. And that's where we respect the full humanity of others. Feeling our sensations, our emotions, our triggers. Yeah, triggers are not, they don't feel good. And they can make us become on a um, hamster wheel, right? But sometimes those triggers, if we can learn from them and be a witness to them, we can begin to transform them into areas of connection where we can feel, feel, where we can communicate through our voice. And that could be singing, 
speaking, chanting, where we can write our words out in ways that only mean something to us possibly, movement of the body, the rhythm, the space, the time, drawing, getting that out through the heart space, the mind and the body. And of course, identifying and connecting with our emotions, which is easier said than done. So we need to be easy on ourselves. That's why we call it a practice. That's why we call it discipline. So that's our connection. When we're disconnected, which we all have been, and we will continue to move through these two dualities, connection, disconnection. Our ability to feel and name our emotions becomes compromised. And so when we compromise our emotions, we can't really witness them in a way that brings us back to alignment, to ourself, to the whispering soul. This is work. It can be play, but it is work too. Work, play, ongoing journey, connecting with the mind, body, and soul. Learning to listen to the whispering soul. It can be simple. It can be complicated. Again, both are valid. So we try not to have too much expectation. That is one thing I have learned at the beginning of 2024. Letting go of expectation. Because when we expect, we become disappointed. Not only in ourselves, but others. So then we form relationships that maybe are constantly on that tread of expectation and disappointment. And when we go into the astrology at the end of this um, <clears throat> conversation, we'll see that it's asking us, the, the planets, the archetypes are asking us to let go of expectation. To come into right relationship with self and then with others. Embracing the humanity of all. Let's take a moment here just for a simple meditation. And if you're sitting, lying, wherever you are, feeling the ground beneath you. Allowing the ground beneath you, whether it's a chair, a wood floor, a pillow, a bed, wherever it is, allow that support, that underneath to support you. And then saying to yourself, I am open to receive. I am open to receive what the soul means to me. I am open to receive a whisper from my soul. And be comfortable with what you get. Maybe it's a word. Maybe it's a sensation, a feeling, an image, a sound. They're all valid. We're working with the right brain of intuition, imagery, fluidity, creativity. feeling this moment of 
pause of stillness. And it's okay if you have to adjust, if you feel fidgety. That's just the nervous system trying to calm down, talking to you, the body consciousness, without judging anything. Just being and allowing that information to come in. Sometimes it's dark, sometimes it's light. It's okay because it's all part of who we are. And then we try to take that and bring it back into the heart center. Just take your hands, placing them on your heart. Taking a breath in, four counts. Exhale, six counts. Two more times. Inhale, four. Exhale, six. last time. And then gently take your hands, unravel them so they're coming away from each other and they're going to be outstretched. So you're in like this cross shape and you're really reaching your wings out. And then lift your arms over the top of your head. So not, not, not over the top, excuse me. Lift your arms up so your palms are facing each other. Bring your hands together, what we call an Anjali Mudra in yoga or prayer position. And then just bring that energy down into your heart space. Place your thumbs on your breastbone so you have the feedback of the bones of your thumbs to the bones of your breastbone connection. Just give yourself thanks. No judgment. No expectation. Just the whispering of the soul. And then gently opening up your eyes. Taking just a nice gentle breath in as we come to the second portion of this podcast. And just feeling that, just feel where you are right now in that connection, hopefully with the mind, body, and soul. As we just talk about the full moon in Virgo. Virgo is mutable earth. So mutable is flexible, it's adaptable, and the earth, practical. Everyday Virgo is the everyday practical. Sometimes too analytical, wanting to figure everything out in the minutia. So that full moon will be at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday the 24th. You can adjust to where you are on the planet. And it will be a micro moon. So it'll be really, it'll be the furthest away from the earth. So we'll see a small full moon. And that micro moon, I think, is really beautiful. It brings us focused. It's, it's beautiful that it's in Virgo because Virgo really likes to focus in on things, the micro, the macro, right? So maybe it'll focus a reflection on what it is that we need to look at, what it is that's being reflected and light, lightened up for us, either to release or integrate. 
whatever it is we want to do it either integrate or release in a way that soothes our soul, our mind, and our body. So the full moon in Virgo is opposite. The, excuse me, I just want to take up, get up the chart here for a second. So that full moon in Virgo, Virgo is always in polarity with Pisces. So they are always together teaching each other. Pisces is teaching us about how do we surrender to the divinity of ourselves, the intuition of ourselves, the fluidity of ourselves, the artistic creativity that comes from inspiration. And then bring that to Virgo to be able to be practical and bring it into the everyday. So it's beautiful how these two Pisces, the water sign, Virgo, the earth sign, how they're working together, both mutable to adapt one to the in, in, intuition and the inspiration of the cosmos and bringing that into the divinity of the earth plane. Here we are right here. Now with that, we have, it's, it's, it's a packed, it's packed, it's packed with Aquarian energy. And now it is also packed with Piscean energy as well. So we have the sun in Pisces, conjunct Mercury in Pisces, also conjunct Saturn in Pisces. And if you were to look at the chart, the sun sits in the middle, like being very bordered here. Here's, here's the boundaries of Mercury in Pisces and Saturn in Pisces, really guiding that sun in Pisces opposite the moon in Virgo. Mercury, how do we think about things? How do we think about our intuition and how do we bring that into practical matters? Mercury rules Virgo. Neptune rules Pisces. Very different energies. So how do we think about things? How do we learn about things? How can we bring communication into this full moon so we're communicating from a place in ourselves that can connect Virgo, mind, body, spirit, mind, body, soul. Pisces, the divinity of the oneness of unity consciousness. Then we have Saturn in Pisces. So beautiful. I love Saturn in Pisces right now. Bringing back to us Saturn, the reality of where we are in our spirituality. And how can we bring that spirituality, that discipline of Saturn, that time and space, that karma, into a place of practical knowing where we can use it on a daily basis? Because we aren't up in the cosmos all the time, and we can in our meditation and our thoughts and in our soul, right? But we have to come back down. We live on the earth. So they have to come together in a place that creates some kind of, because they're mutable, adaptable energy to both sides of the coin. 
And then we have Neptune in Pisces as well. That's saying, you know, just feel that inspiration, that transcendent kind of energy. This full moon is really beautiful in allowing us moon in Virgo to possibly detoxify what it is that we don't need or we're holding on to so tight that it's making our minds too tight. Our gut, Virgo rules the digestive, digestive tract that is making our gut, our body not pliable enough to hear the inspirations of Pisces, the nice, beautiful intuition that we can bring in. So there is a surrendering that needs or is possible during this full moon. We also have our planets in Aquarius. So we have a lot of Uranian energy too, a lot of energy around this full moon. We have Pluto conjunct, Pluto, excuse me, Pluto in Aquarius, conjunct Mars in Aquarius, conjunct Venus in Aquarius, that is bringing up some understanding or deconstruction around the divine feminine and the divine masculine. How can we come into a relationship, a new beginning, a new understanding, Aquarius, ruled by Uranus, into this new age of Aquarius? How can we bring the male and female back together again that we're working together to create collaboration, to understand the humanity in both yin and yang, male and female? And Pluto wants to stir that up, stir that pot, what doesn't work, so it can be alchemized into something that does work. This takes time and space, and consciousness. Then, how beautiful is this? We have our north node in Aries, conjunct Chiron in Aries, 16 degrees exact. Beautiful time for healing our identity with self, or a new identity, a new beginning. How do we heal the wounds that have maybe held us back and not able to express our identity, who we are, the warrior within that wants to create this signature of North Node in Aries conjunct Chiron and Aries ruled by Mars, our will, our desire. Of course, opposite south node in Libra. What is it that we need to karmically let go of so we can come into right relationship with ourself as we empower ourself on a new journey? Letting go of wanting to please everybody, but yet be in collaboration with these new energies that are coming in. So all in all, I think that this full moon in Virgo is a very practical time to come into the body, to put good food into your body, to feel the heart of your soul being inspired by that sun in Pisces, to feel the intuition. 
to allow the mind, the brain to come into relaxation, a place of reset. Reality, a reality check. So to me, this full moon really informed the whole conversation of the whispering soul today. Virgo, connecting mind, body, spirit, soul. In relationship to the cosmos of our inspiration, of our intuition, of how do we, re- how, excuse me, how do we surrender more to our authentic self of self-expression through discipline and through communication. So with that, I think I will stop there. I'm going to shuffle. I have some affirmation cards here. I have not picked one yet. I'm going to shuffle them right now. And as I shuffle them, um, you can always reach out to me with any questions or concerns or anything uh, about the podcast. I'd love to hear from you. And my email is nancy at imagineyoga.com one word, dot space, S-P-A-C-E. And you can find the podcast on my website, which is imagineyoga.space. And my Instagram, which, oops, I can't, I can't remember the handle right now, but I will put that up on my website. You will see that and you'll see that, um, well, you'll hear that next time when I uh, come back on again. And I'm just shuffling here and kind of just talking. I really try not to edit because I want it to be just as natural as possible. So let's pick a card here for an affirmation for this episode of the whispering soul of how our mind, body, and soul are connected through this full moon in Virgo, opposite sun and Pisces. Okay, I wish I can show this to you, and maybe someday I will come on, and uh, we'll do this uh, in per, you know, with a face here. But the affirmation says, "I follow my bliss. I follow my bliss." So see how that works for you as a mantra as you as we come into this full moon in Virgo, and how we connect with the brain, our mind, the gut, our body, the heart, our soul. And as we listen to the whispering of the soul, I leave you now and have a beautiful night, and I will talk to you soon. Take care.